It is a beautiful Monday morning. That's not a good start, is it, George? No, no. Let's say it like this. Try and apply that theory to any other industry in the world. It's a scam. I was betting like 70, 80k. This is the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast, helping you beat the bookmakers. G'day everyone, welcome to episode 108 of the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast, a betting preview of UFC 263 headlined by Israel Adesanya and Marvin Tori, the rematch. Today, I'm joined, as always, by ex-MMA fighter in your top right-hand corner of your screen, smart sports trader. How are you, mate? Very good, mate. Looking forward to the Euros and uh, looking forward to UFC on Saturday, so it's going to be a good weekend. What a weekend coming up, and bottom of your screen is Pro Sports Better. You might have seen him before, Jonas Yellowstad, the most popular man on YouTube. Oh, yeah, I like that intro. <laughs> Should uh, challenge um, Jake Paul then, right? <laughs> oh, that would be, be the money fight. Well, oh, who would you take on, Jake Logan Paul, or Jake? Logan or Jake? Yeah. They're two. They're both massive, though. You know, I'm like yeah, 60, guys, uh, 63 kilos, and they're like, I don't know, way more. But sure, mate. I'll br- bring in both, make it interesting. Floyd May- Mayweather's like 50, mate, so you'd be right. I'd be happy to take on both if I could bring Ryan into the mix, though. Oh, like, we have this, like, WWE thing you go out and tap out and take them both and just, like... Before we get into the fights, gents, we will. I'll just give you the quiz question for the week. So we've got Damien Meyer. Oh, this is this is one of my favourite. I've come up with this all by myself. I thought it was quite genius. Damien Meyer has 28 wins in his career. In using which method has he won most of his fights? Has it been by decision, by knockout or TKO, uh, by any kind of choke? So let's like rear naked or guillotine. Or, I mean, I know triangles are choked too, but we'll just make it separate. Or has it been by triangle? So we'll get to that at the end of the podcast. But just a quick disclaimer on this video that we're doing for all the videos now. On our channel, I or no one else on this YouTube channel is a financial advisor. This is just educational content aimed at improving your knowledge about sports betting, or in this case, MMA betting. There is a risk of losing money on betting and what choices you make with your money is up to you. So please be responsible. Today, we are going to cover the middleweight title fight between Adesanya versus Vittori, the flyweight title fight between Figgy and Moreno, and the five-round welterweight bout between Leon Edwards and Nate Diaz. I believe this is the first time that a five-round fight has happened that's a non-title fight and not the main event. So quite interesting stuff there. We're going to give you all the value picks you want to need. But the big question is, outside of those three fights, Ryan, what else is taking your fancy, mate? Uh, so the first one I like is in the Drew Dober versus Brad Riddell fight. Um, Dober's coming in off, uh, it's coming on the back of a lost uh, Makachev where it was just basically out-grappled in that fight. But Makachev is... You know, one of the best grapplers in the UFC at this point. Uh, before that, he KO'd Alexander Hernandez and he KO'd uh, Nazrat Hatparast as well. Uh, and he's just a really good athlete, Dober. He's been in the UFC for about seven or eight years now. Uh, and you've seen a real progression. He's, he's a very fluid striker. He's got really nice Muay Thai. Um, and in this fight, I think he's got a, a decent speed advantage. 
and I think he's got the power advantage. Now, Riddell's a decent striker as well. I think his record is something like nine and one, and he's got a, a kickboxing background. He fights out of his, uh, Adesanya's camp, um, so he's going to be well prepared. Um, but I just, I just think that you know the way these two match up, they're both strikers. It's going to be mainly a kickboxing bout, and I just think like with Doba's speed advantage, I think he's a little bit more fluid, and I think he's the better athlete, and and he's younger as well, so I think he's got a higher ceiling than uh, Brad Riddell. So I just see him. Um, either outstriking Riddell and landing the, the harder shots over the three rounds or possibly even getting a knockout. So, yeah, I like I like Dober here. I took him early in the week at 1.8, but I think if you can get 1.7 and still take that, um, and that's kind of probably the lowest to go, that, that 1.7, but I think you can get that on Betfair. Yeah, I can see 1.7 there on Betfair. It might be a bit tricky to find that now, but, yeah, maybe it will swing in a couple of bookies favor once we get closer to the fight should be it should be a cracking fight though you think you know it's definitely a fight of the night contender yeah i think it'll be good and the ko prop as well as it was four you can get that a few places you might even be able to get better somewhere you probably get better on the exchange uh, i think that's worth a little bet as well as like i say dover does hit really hard it's likely it's going to be mainly a stand-up fight so i think like if you can't get that 1.7 then i think that's a, quite a good option as well well, good news for you, mate, is that you can get 5.5 on Paddy Power Betfair. So there you go. There's well, I, can't, I can't get that, but <laughs> that's a good price. That's a really good price. Yeah, um, that's an outlier if I've ever seen one. All right, well, that's a good start, mate. Jonas, I haven't really asked you if you've got anything outside of those uh, three fights that you'd like to look at today. Yeah, one thing that stood out to me is uh, Paul Craig against Jamahal Hill. I was really mm-hmm. surprised. I've never really seen Paul Craig being priced this high. He's like uh, always been a phenomenal grappler, and I think, yeah, like it's. I, I would struggle to justify him being that big of an underdog. So it's a bit of a long shot, but I kind of fancy Paul Craig uh, for that price. I can see him being at three point five numerous places. Yeah, yeah, you can get as high as 3.6, 3.5 at Bet365. And I know that uh, I know Ryan wants to go through this fight, actually, and we might have a little disagreement oh. here. Um, so Craig is very good on the ground, but he uh, sometimes he struggles to get the fight to the ground. Uh, and on, on the feet, he's defensively very flawed. You know, he, he tends to move back with his head straight up. He kind of flicks out kicks, but he's not very confident. Um, and I really like Jamal Hill. I think he's he's a very solid prospect. He's got uh, he's really long. You know, he's like a basketball player when you look at his kind of physique. He's got very long uh, arms and legs. Uh, he's got really sharp boxing. And and like I say, when like Paul Craig's under pressure, he tends to back up with his head straight up as well. And you know, he'll lean back against the fence. And um, Jamal Hill's just got a really nice straight left, and and his boxing so crisp that I think he's going to catch him. And every time um, Craig's lost, he's been finished. So he's got four losses. He's been finished every time. I think he's been finished three times in the first round. So I quite like Hill to win um, inside the distance here. So I got him at two with poker stars. Um, but I think you can still get, you might be able to get like 1.8, which is still a price that I would take, to be honest. Like, even if you just take the KO, because I don't think he's likely to go for a submission, just because Craig is is very good on the ground. But that's, uh, yeah, that's a bet I really like, actually. Uh, hill by ko if you can get anything better than 1.8 i think that's it's really good yeah yeah but, still. but then again if, even if we disagree about uh the outcome of the game like we, we can still agree and they could still be value both sides having said that but uh but yeah i guess we'll see like um 
like I said, he might struggle to get up and stuff like that. But uh, Paul Craig is, uh, is a beast. And let's see if we can bring him to the ground and dominate him that way. And if he gets taken down, I hope he win. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, like, any, I don't, I don't want to see any decision win by uh, Hill. No, I mean, like, like you say, I mean, Hill's priced at like 1.36 on the money line. But if he's kind of to look like a 1.36 fighter, then he's going to be piecing Craig up with his boxing. So that's just why I take that. But I don't agree that, you know, Craig is very dangerous on the ground. If he somehow gets it there, you know, he's, he's going to have a good chance of finishing it. It's just, uh, I just kind of prefer the Hill line just because uh, I kind of just rate him as like the better athlete and the better prospect long term. But um, I, don't, I don't disagree if somebody, you know, wants to bet uh, Paul Craig. You know, Paul Craig's submission will probably be, uh, be a good bet. Lauren Murphy and Joanne Calderwood, Ryan, is your next one, mate. Yeah, so this should be a good fight. And when it opened, it, uh, they were both kind of priced at evens or like 1.91 each. Um, so I like, I quite like Murphy here. She's she's getting up there in age. She's like 37 now, but she seems to have found some form recently. Uh, she's coming in off a submission win over Lily Shakarova. Uh, she's not the most technical striker, but physically she's very strong and she kind of uses that by coming forward. Uh, and throwing shots she's got some natural power as well she's got a few knockouts uh, she's very tough she's really durable um and she's got really good pressure and she's you know she she'll be able to back up um Calderwood I feel and get her get her to the the cage and initiate uh, some clinch work and I think if she gets on the ground she's gonna have a, a pretty decent grappling advantage as well so I can see why the money has been coming in on Calderwood um you know her output is really good she's got more tools on her feet she's got nice knees uh, you know, she's got a different array of kicks, which are really nice. But I just feel like in this spot, that um, it should be a close fight. Like I kind of agree with where it opened, uh, rather than like how far that line's moved. So I like um, Murphy here. Like I, I've got her at about two point three six on Betfair. But if you can get anything above two point two five, I think that's uh, I think it's a really solid bet. Yeah, and get two point two five at a couple of places there. Bet three six five. Bet Fred on the screen there, and yeah, maybe as it gets closer to fight time, if the odds kind of stay the same, <clears throat> you might be able to get something similar on the exchanges or the sharps. A fight that I wanted to talk about, and I think you have a few things to say about it too, Ryan, was Eric Anders and Dar- Darren Stewart. Um, watched a little bit of tape, or at least I've watched their last fight a couple of times now, and I was just surprised to see some of the odds around this one considering the way the fight went last time. So <clears throat> for those who don't know, Eric Anders and Darren Stewart fought in March uh, and that was at middleweight. And this fight's actually going to be at light heavyweight, which I think favours Anders slightly just because he's probably the bigger fighter and he he often goes in between both weight, weight classes and kind of you know floats between them both. So... He's comfortable with moving up and down. I believe Stewart hasn't fought at light heavyweight since 2017 or 18, so it's been a while since he's gone back up in weight. Um, and what I liked here was the method of victory markets. I can share the screen. I quite like Anders by KO submission or inside the distance. Um, I was able to get 3.1 on our equivalent of Paddy Power over here or Betfair. Um, I'm not sure what else you can get around. I'm just having a look around. It only says that he's available here at 2.88, but 
Anders basically dominated for most of the fight last time, should have finished him and would have finished him if he didn't throw that stupid knee. So I, I just think, um, yeah, 3.1 or I don't know, maybe you take anything three and above, maybe a little bit lower you could go. I think that's um, that's value and I think that should come in as the fight uh, comes closer. What do you think about that one, Ryan? Well, yeah, I, I agree that I think Anders is the side in that fight. He's got uh, the weight advantage at light heavyweight. Uh, obviously, they fought a few months ago, and he, he was re- his, uh, he was able to initiate his grappling quite well. Um, he was able to work Stewart against the clinch, uh, against the cage. Sorry, using his clinch game, and then he was able to land some uh, really big shots. So, yeah, I really like Anders. Um, my money line as well. I think I think that's a good bet if you can get above one point seven. Uh, and also, like you say, the effort of victory as well. I think, I think that's good. All right. Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz. I'll just get up the odds on my screen. That is not the odds I wanted to look at, but I'm assuming from what I remember before, yeah, Leon Edwards at 1.19 is probably the best you can get at the moment, and Nate Diaz as high as 5.25, 5.5 in some places Edwards is still on an eight fight win streak unless unless you want to count the no contest against Bilal Muhammad a couple of months ago um I mean in a lot of people's eyes he should have had a title shot by now but that's the UFC and you know giving Jorge Masvidal a rematch was a contentious debate for some people maybe at least for me uh Diaz hasn't fought since the BMF title bout in late 2019 where he was finished by doctor's stoppage in round three. I'll go to you first on this, Jonas. If you were opening up a market, mate, this is this is my favourite debate about this fight. If you had to open up a, a market on Diaz's chances of getting a cut or bleeding in this fight, what would you open the market up with, mate? I, I mean, if you looked at uh, the, the fight uh, Stewart had, uh, Matt Edwards had against... Uh, Bilal, that was naughty, right? He fucking beat him up. Bilal has always been a tough guy who's basically never been able, like, never been hurt or anything like that. But he was fucked against uh, Edwards. Uh, Edwards is fast. Diaz is not fast. He, he and Edward now Diaz's defense is basically relying on his offense. So I think uh, to see something like that is very likely. Again, because Diaz is also a fighter who doesn't go down. He is going to fight until the doctor stops him or he gets knocked unconscious. But he got some crazy chin. So it's uh, for this to be a doctor stoppage, the odds. Yeah. If I was a bookmaker, I would probably put up a more appealing line for this not to be a doctor stoppage because I think it's very likely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if I was the bookmaker, how would I operate? Well, I would take a look at the market and see what the other bookmakers are opening at. If I'm going to have to be the first one out, I'll probably uh, uh, just do the review and see what's the lowest uh, for a doctor stoppage in history and put even uh, <laughs> and, 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 and offer even bigger bigger prices on this not to, not to be it. Because I, I don't think it's ever been like actually uh, not a doctor stoppage in a fight. Uh, I think this is going to get nasty. Five rounds. Well, I just hope uh, Edwards isn't trying to pace himself too much in this fight because he should be able to get the job done quite quickly, I think. He's not 
He's a funny fighter, Edwards, and he's not like he's not. You wouldn't say he's reckless, but he's he, but he's also he's he can be really tactical, but he's not. You know, I don't know how to describe him. I was just watching a lot of video on him yesterday because he he is very tactical, but he still stands right in front of people and 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 trades strikes. And I just looking at some of the elbows he pulled off against you know Rafael de Sanyos and. And Bilal Muhammad too. Like I just cannot see how <clears throat> how how Diaz's face is going to be able to survive five rounds. I mean, I, I feel in my eyes, I think Edwards can do probably a few more vicious things to Diaz's face than Jorge Masvidal did. And this is the Diaz two years later down the line. So I don't know. How do you see this one playing out, Ryan? Yeah, similar to you guys. Really, I think it's. Uh... You know, Diaz hasn't had too much success at one uh, at one seventy. He's always been a bit undersized. Even like going back, you probably go back seven or eight years, and he fought um, what was it, Stun Gun Kim, and he just got kind of ragdolled, and then Rory McDonald ragdolled him. So then he went back down, and then I don't I don't really understand why he's come back up to one seventy. Uh, and this is like a really bad matchup for him. So the odds are kind of warranted. Like like you say, maybe a way to look at it is like we we know that Diaz is very very tough. Um, so I'd be interested to see like what Edwards round four stoppage and round four five stoppage are because like you say he's got a lot of scar tissue he does cut up quite easily um, and I think Edwards is going to be able to land on him and he's probably going to be able to chew up that front leg as well you know Diaz stands very heavy on that leg uh, Edwards is a good kicker um, so yeah just uh, it's a tough one really I was hoping that obviously because Diaz is quite popular that the bookies might have had mm. the odds a little bit closer but they, they've kind of got this one uh, pretty spot on I think. Yeah, I was looking at the method of victory markers because I was hoping there might be some something good there on Edwards to finish finish Diaz by KO. And I guess normally the KO line includes Dr. Stoppage. And I think it was like 2.25. So for me, it probably just wasn't high enough because you never know if they're going to stop a fight due to a cut. And Diaz has, you know, the chin of all chins. So you can see him just taking a battering over five rounds. Um. I guess the only hope you give Diaz in this one is the fact that it's five rounds. I mean, if it was three rounds, I'd just about give him zero hope because then his cardio doesn't really come into it as much. I'm not saying Leon Edwards hasn't got a gas tank because he certainly does, but Diaz is, is the goat when it comes to the gas tank. You do have a bet, though, with uh, Leon Edwards to win round four or five or by decision at 1.8. So he has two twenty-five to or two twenty-five to two thirty to win inside the distance, but you can call it a hedge and add those in for that bet. Um, that's poker stars. What did you say? Good actually, yeah. Edwards to win in round what? Four or five or decision one point eight. Hmm. But I mean, you wouldn't be surprised if it ended in round three, would you? Well, I mean, you're not having uh, a lot here. If you can get round three in on this bet and two and one, you can start calling yourself a financial advisor. (laughs) (laughs) Remove remove the disclaimer. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God, the disclaimer. It's going to be the end of me. Um, (laughs) All right. Well, uh, yeah, anything else we want to say on this fight? I mean, it's pretty hard to see anything other than a Diaz beating. I mean, I was the only thing that, I was potentially thinking of even taking like 120 because I thought Diaz, you know, doesn't really have much chance. But 
I think it's more just watching Leon fight yesterday like he does. He does. It's not like he has exceptional defense, and he's and he's he is happy to take a shot. So that was the only thing that kind of said. He does fight safe sometimes as well. If you look at him, like his, mm. his fight with Cerrone, it, it didn't blow Cerrone out of the water. Uh, Gunnar Nelson got him down and had some success in that fight as well. So it's not like he's winning fights, but sometimes it's not like he's always like demolishing guys. He, he does have like close fights, so. He, you know, and he might decide to like just take Nick, uh, Nate Diaz down and kind of uh, get some control time as well. So yeah, uh, like, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one, really. I think it's quite hard to find a, a really good like value bet in this in this one. Yeah, but if you were to pick, uh, if you were to pick like a round, I see uh, Leon Edwards is like ten in odds round three, thirteen round four, and seventeen round five. I think that's the the only angle you can really go with, eh? Yeah, you could dutch those free score, uh, those free rounds, and you probably got a nice little um, bet there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Love it, gents. Let's yeah. move on. The rematch between. I feel like this is your favourite fighter, Jonas Figgy, the Fig Man, uh, Davison well, Figueroa, and Brandon Moreno. They go head to head once again. Um, tell us what you like about Figgy, mate. I mean, we're the same kind of weight, right? So I gotta admire that. And, uh, same hair color both, too. We're both known for uh, our power, and you know, same hair color. At least I used to have it. Maybe I'll go back on it if he if he defends for the I don't know tenth time or whatever many times he's been winning now. Um, but I've been on Moreno in the both previous fights, so uh, so I don't know. I. I he, I find it like, I, I feel like people like him, undefeated, winning every time. Everyone is hyping up his power. Yes, he's powerful. But is it is it really, I, I just feel like the lines is always going to move in the favor of the opponents of fighters like this. So I'm much rather uh, like go for the underdog. And But the problem is I don't know enough about all of all of this to pin it down. I think, yes, by going on with the strategy that I just said now, yes, you can pick up a slight edge in the market. Yes, there might be bets that you have uh, your minus 5% uh, on because those theories doesn't work for everyone. But there's other fights where you might have like 10%. So it's hard to really say and pinpoint it down. And as your disclaimer said, we're not financial advisors. <laughs> so... Yeah. Um, but but I do. I, it's it, I feel like fights like this. It's one thing is to bet pre-fight, which you do sometimes or most of the times. But you can see so fast into the first round and between the first and second round, you can usually pick up so much good bets, in my opinion. And uh, that's basically I think where you can have the biggest edges now in UFC betting, watching what's been going on and uh, understanding like the opportunities that arise and um i guess we're just gonna have to wait and see what uh, how the fight is gonna start i think yes figueredo has a great chance of knocking out marina in the first round uh i've seen the ufc embedded or something yeah, is that what it's called yeah, uh, yeah. so so they, they basically follow the fighters and of course whatever they say there they try to put on a show they're like yeah i'm gonna knock this motherfucker out uh he, he said uh, I, and i was like oh, i was injured last time and it, it's 
one second here. I'm just playing two tables of poker and that's why I forgot about this. So. <laughs> the disrespect, mate. Come on. You can't just give uh, up poker for one second. Well, it's a tournament. It's very hard to just say, <laughs> okay, I'm going to blind myself out. So um, um, I turned a straight and uh, so I was a bit nervous there. Not nice. nervous, but. But um, but yeah, like uh, if you go back to like in play and one, I don't know if people are interested to hear about this, but uh, I go on my usual rant and then people can fast forward for two minutes if they don't want to listen to this. Um, <laughs> so uh, did you guys watch uh, the Latifi and uh, Bowser fight this weekend? Yeah, yeah. Like Latifi looked likely to have the first round and Bowser was just like crushing him in the second and Latifi seemed to be gassing. But it was also pretty obvious that it was 1-1 in rounds. So what do you think the live odds was on Latifi going into the third round? About 10, weren't they? Cause I, well, it was on Betfair because I was uh, having a look at it. Yeah. Yeah, so so I put up some on Betfair and I got matched uh, whatever I put up there at 11 for Latifi. And I did get uh, also, there was one bookmaker was offering 10.7. And it's just like th these kind of things where people are like, yeah, he's guessing yeah, he got 0% chance. But when you have such a like, dominant uh, or a guy like Latifi who can basically grapple everyone and take him down, yes, he might not do a lot of damage and he's not known for his finishes. But all he does that needs to do is to win that last round. And 11 else for that is just sick, even though it looked shit in the second round. But you've seen that so many times. So, I think we've uh, talked about this fight for about five minutes now, and I don't think anyone has said anything about the fight. <laughs> <laughs> we've talked more about fucking Latifi and his gas yeah. tank, but that's about it. Yeah, well, that was a good bet, though, to be fair. And it's like yeah. Ponzinibbio as well last week. He was massive odds after round one as well. But his leg was broken, right? It looked yeah, like it. Yeah, it was messed up, yeah. Yeah. It was messed up. Yeah. Usually betting uh, against people with broken foot is a good uh, strategy in UFC. But uh... yeah, Henry okay. Sahil anyways, anyways, yeah. Moreno Figueredo second fight. First fight was a five round slugfest. I remember everything now. Yes, it, it was. It was quite the fight. Um, Ryan, are you expecting something similar this time, mate, or do you think? Because I kind of get the feeling that you know they've been through that five round war together um that maybe you know i can see i can see moreno maybe being happy to get back into the war again because i think that's the kind of fight he loves and maybe the one the ones that he relishes in but maybe figgy might want to pick his shots a bit more how do you see it playing out yeah, yeah it's kind of tough to call like i thought in the first fight it, uh obviously i thought there's a lot of value back in moreno like jonas said like sometimes going against um these big punches is, is a good idea uh, but because we've seen the first fight obviously the odds are a lot closer this time like you could get moreno decision at like 11 and 12 last fight and it's like five this fight so it's it's fairly tough really um like figueredo because he couldn't get him out in the last fight maybe he'll look to um take this like uh conserve his gas tank a little bit it might take it a little bit easier and, and not kind of blitz as much or it could be the opposite, you know, he could go out and think he needs to make a big statement and try and uh, wipe Moreno out in one round. So, but it, it's kind of a guessing game, really. So I've been struggling to kind of find value on this one because like 
uh, like we said, like the, the bookmakers have had a chance to see the first fight now, so they can line it a lot, you know, a lot more efficiently. Um, I, I saw that Figueredo decision was 4.0. I thought that was okay, just because in the last fight, I mean, it was a draw and he had he had a point deducted as well. Uh, yeah. He said he was sick. I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, Moreno is super durable, so I quite like that. And then um, I assume that like the fight to go decision as well is creeping up as well. I think that's about 2.2 now and it seems to kind of keep going up. So that looks like an option as well. Um, but like, I'm just trying to find stuff and you know, when you're trying to find stuff that it's not normally the best, the best bet really. Yeah. That was the one that sprung out to me, mate, uh, for the fight to go decision. I just got the market up on the screen now. Uh, for, yeah, for the fight to go to decision. Yes is at 2.1 i mean you just said you found 2.2 in places but yeah i've taken that i just think <clears throat> there's a better chance of it going the distance than than it being finished so i mean i just i'd essentially just have the line flip the other way around um i think they both have very good chin chins i think the whole I think that I, I don't know if I'm right on this, but there seemed to be some kind of narrative before the first fight about Figgy not having a gas tank. I don't know, maybe he gassed out in a previous fight or something like that, maybe when he had weight cutting problems. But I mean, surely, considering that he was ill going into this fight and he went five rounds, five of the hardest rounds that you could possibly go. And to be honest, I don't think he really gassed at all. I mean, I was watching the fight yesterday the day before and rogan was going on in like the third or the fourth round about how gassed figgy was and i mean that just that just wasn't true so i think those yeah those thoughts about um figgy not having a gas tanker i don't think they're true and i i feel like both these fighters can easily go five rounds again and i think they're both very hard to to finish i actually think I think Moreno's chin is just is very solid because Figgy caught him a couple of times with some hard shots. Um, and I, I would even make the argument that Moreno maybe has even more chance of, of finishing Figgy than the other way around because I, I think Moreno can just go and go and go. Um, and, yeah, Figgy, I don't know, maybe, maybe like, he obviously doesn't have the gas tank in Moreno, but I, I just think, I just think, um, I think there's more chance that um that the fight will go the distance so i see value in those odds you've jonas you've babbled on about this one a little bit but is there any bets you like here mate <clears throat> it's it's hard to say i think you're gonna see like you can see signs of uh, figueredo gassing then jump in on marino i think it's very likely to go the distance uh and it all depends you know if figueredo starts to gas marino's going to be able to pick up those important rounds and uh and win the fight i think figueredo is very likely to pick up the first round uh he can also he has some equity in getting a first round ko so um hard to say really i it's not like i'm i'm loving anything uh like figueredo yes he got some crazy knockout powder if he's really gonna go for it yeah you can bet him first round ko but it's it's hard you're taking a gamble on them him possibly have to having to go for it which in a five round fight you rarely see them do that in in those big title fights everyone seems to pace themselves so betting like figurator second round uh, ko it's risky but i think something like that could be value i would definitely not bet figurator first round ko even though having said that he's probably going to go and knock him out the first round 
We will see, mate. Hopefully it's another exciting fight like the first one. Um, let's go on to the main event. Israel Adesanya and Marvin Vittori, number two. These guys fought for the first time in April of 2018. Uh, Adesanya winning by decision. I, I mean, I watched back the fight the other day. It looked like Adesanya won the first two rounds and Marvin won the third. I'll just get the market up on my screen now. Marvin Vittori at about 3.25. That's the best odds I can see here on Bet365. And Adesanya as good as 1.4 in a few places. Vittori... That was his last loss. That matchup in 2018, he's now on a five-fight winning streak with dominant performances over Kevin Holland and Jack Hermanson in his last two fights. Adesanya coming off that first loss of his MMA career in the light heavyweight title fight against Jan Blakowicz, but this will be his third defense of the middleweight title. Um, I'll go to you first, Ryan, mate. Any Have you watched back the first fight between Adesanya and Vittori, and was there anything that you picked up on heading into this fight? Yeah, I watched it yesterday. I think it's, uh, again, like I was saying, it's a rematch, so I always think that uh, bookmakers, you know, they can they have a better uh, way of predicting kind of rematches because it's in the first one, but this is five rounds, and obviously in that first fight we saw Vittori, uh, take that third round and he you know started to implement his grappling and then we saw in the uh Adesanya's last fight against Jan that you know Jan was able to control him uh, with his grappling in the later round so that you know gives some kind of uh, credence to to you know back in Vittori uh, but it might be one to look at to to back in play because I do think the first two rounds are always going to be very hard against Adesanya closing that distance is, is super hard um you know Adesanya might work the legs a bit you want to see if how Vittori's you know, if he's, he's, he's limping in the third round, then obviously, you know, that, that's going to uh, take away his explosion and his ability to get the fight against the, the fence where, you know, that's probably where he's going to have his uh, the most success. So I, I would like a live play on this, really. Like if Vittori drops, like if he clearly drops the first round, um, you might get odds of like 4, 4.5 on him. Um, and I just like kind of check those leg kicks as well, see how he's dealing with them and see if he is able to... Uh, kind of get past the jab and the kicks of, of Adesanya and, and at least get to that clinch range. Because even if Adesanya kind of shrugs him off in the first two rounds, uh, at least we know that Vittori can get to that clinch range. And then as Adesanya uh, fades a little bit, then Vittori might have some uh, more success. So that's kind of the way I would look at it at the moment. Yeah, Jonas, your thoughts, mate? I mean, Adesanya is just a league on his own in this weight division, I think. Uh, yes, um, you could say it was a close first first match with them. Uh, they both have improved. Uh, Marvin Svatori's win streak has been good, but I feel like the opponents he's been fighting against has not been Andrew Sanchez, Ferreira, uh, Hermanson, Carl Robertson, and uh, Kevin Holland. You know, the, they're so far away from what he's going to be fighting against now in uh, the Sanya. And I think it's easy for a lot of people to kind of lose a bit of, uh, forget about how dominant Adesanya has been in his fights. I think it's going to basically pick uh, Vittori apart. And unless, like, uh, I, I just don't see how Vittori is going to get three rounds against him. But again, 
Um, it's not the most appealing odds. You get about 1.4. And uh, it's hard to say. It's not easy to finish Vittori. So uh, Adesanya decision could uh, could be the interesting. But again, I, I'm not super comfortable betting too much on this. Like watching it to see how it goes live could be more interesting in my opinion. And, uh, and see what kind of strategies both of them are going for. It'll be interesting to see how much that yarn fight has affected Adesanya's confidence, if at all, because he was essentially on top of the world at that point. He's been untouchable since he's been in the UFC. <clears throat> I mean, has he been through really much trouble at all? Maybe the Gastelum fight, he took a few decent shots there, but his um, you would have to say his confidence would have taken a little bit of a hit surely after the yarn fight. And he comes up against Vittori here, who's probably one of the better wrestlers he'll face. And and he's actually been able to take him down before. So I actually think I think the blueprint's there for Vittori to to win this fight. I think it's there for both fighters. I think it's pretty easy uh, pretty simple to to analyze this fight and see what they both have to do. Obviously Vittori just has to get in as close as possible get him in the clinch as much as possible, just make this a really dirty fight, I guess. I mean, I know it's a weird thing to say, but to make this as uncomfortable for Adesanya as possible because as soon as this fight sits at range, Adesanya is just going to pick him off all day long. So yeah. that's the that should be the game plan for Adesanya and Vittoria. It's just make this as messy and, and get it as tight as possible. So... I, I I took Vittoria. He was at 3.4 on Bet Victor <clears throat> earlier in the week. Um, so I've I've bet that. I, I think that's that was way too high. And I, I'd personally take anything kind of above three on Vittoria. I think I think um I, I it's more so just factoring in that I think Adesanya's confidence might have taken a bit of a hit and I think he might be a little bit hesitant going into this one and I think <clears throat> It's not the fight where you want to be hesitant and and uh, and not confident because I just think Vittoria could just get in there and just be a bit of an animal. He's just he's an angry man. He's an angry man. <laughs> I was I laughed so hard yesterday. I was just, I was watching the the Dan Hardy podcast and they were talking about when he got kicked in the balls by Holland and how it's just. Oh mate, if there's anything you want to go and watch, it's watch Vittoria get kicked in the balls by Holland because it is the funny, funniest reaction you'll ever see to someone who's like, "What the hell? What the hell? Why did you do that?" It's like, <laughs> oh mate, made me laugh so but, much. That it's pretty obvious what uh, Vittoria's game plan is, and he's been saying it also. Oh, I'm just gonna take you down, put you down for five rounds, and that's how I'm gonna win. Yeah. But the thing that's usually what they're doing when they're saying this is they're making it so obvious and all of a sudden he's been focusing on some other things. And that's why, you know, the Tory KO could all of a sudden be interesting because the Tory KO is going to be like, as he stars as it as 11, but there's probably better odds elsewhere because it's been so open about how he's going to go on about this fight, making uh, Adesanya spend most of his time uh, like... Uh, preparing for that and then when they get in the ring it's just yeah he's gonna mm. do some uh do some takedowns but he's probably been working in some uh slick uh, like fakes to go for a takedown and then yeah. some combos up there 
but I was gonna say I think Vittori was 27 when they first fought, or at least he was quite young. I, I mean, he's still. He's, I think he's still gonna keep getting better. Like I, I know the more I think about it, I just I think it's I think it's more more than it's there for Vittori to to do his best. And considering how the Adesanya fight went with Blakowicz, I can just see Adesanya being a bit like, oh, I can't get taken down again. And then next thing he knows, old mate's just right inside, dirty boxing, clinch, and he's so worried about the takedown that he's getting hit with some decent shots. So I don't know. It'll be a, it'll be a very – do you guys – what do you guys think? The other thing I want to talk about is Vittori's – Gas tank. He's a, he's a funny one because he seems to kind of go all day, but he looks really tired. So I haven't really. Have you got any thoughts on that, Ryan? Uh, I mean, it, it, I think it was in the Hamanson fight, wasn't it, where he looked like he was slowing down, uh, and then I think he had a pretty decent fifth round. So I mean, it, it looks like the type of fighter that would slow down because he's he's quite jacked up, isn't he? He's got you know massive mm. shoulders, um, and you know his striking's quite like quite clunky almost, and that's probably because he, he is so heavily muscled. So it's probably going to depend if he's going to be able to get like rest periods, if he's going to be able to, um, you know, get Adesanya against the fence. How much is he going to kind of exert trying to take Adesanya down? And if he can't take Adesanya down, then he probably will get tired. And then if he gets tired, he's just going to be like a, a sitting duck, isn't he? Adesanya will mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, pick him off from range. So, like I say, it's a tough one. This fight It's like similar to the, the Moreno Figueredo one, just because it's a rematch. I just think it's it can be tough to find value. Um, like pretty much so I always like kind of looking at the live options in these fights um, but I don't disagree with your kind of your bet on Vittori either. I think like if I had to pick a side I would pick Vittori uh, the current odds uh, but mm. yeah, it's just kind of it's a tough one yeah I could just just see him nicking three rounds eh? but anyway we'll see we'll see how the fight goes um, it should be very very interesting um, and hopefully no matter what happens no matter who wins the next challenger is the Reaper. Best bets of the <laughs> best bets of the weekend, fellas. I'll go to you first, Jonas. Mate, out of everything we've talked about today, mate, um, including Latifi to win the third round live. What's your favourite bet of the weekend, mate? Uh, my favourite would be uh, going against both of you in the last fight, but it's. Uh... <laughs> I don't have like any like super like bets that I feel very comfortable about this week. Um, you also mentioned like yeah, I'm not going to take that away from you, the uh, Eric Anders fight. That's but uh, I say Adesanya take- decision. Adesanya decision. Uh, what's that at, mate? Uh, two point. You can at least get uh, two point three. Can probably get it. No, two point four. Probably get a bit higher. Yeah, two point four. Uh, Paddy Power. Yeah, I'm not going to rule out that the judges might like uh, the Sonia more than they like uh, Vittoria. So it might be a bit of a robbery, but uh, it'll do the job. You know, <laughs> in UFC now, it's important to do to do uh, damage and uh, not just uh, be on top and uh, tickle the other guy. Oh mate, who knows what they're looking at though? It's just such a lottery now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, <laughs> Ryan. Uh, I'll take Jamal Hill to win by KO 1.8 or above. I think that's a, a very good bet. All right, lovely. Uh, and I will go with, I think I'll go with the Anders one. I think that's, I, I obviously I like everything that I've said, but I, I'll, I think the Anders one is the 
is the biggest piece of value. So Anders inside the distance at 3.1, I believe you can get. Um, and I mean, maybe uh, you, you don't really see him getting a submission. So if you want a little bit more bigger odds, you can get, I think you get 3.5 for the straight KO. But um, that's what I believe this week. You can find these gentlemen on Twitter at SM Sports Trader and Jonas Yell. And check out Ryan's website, smartsportstrader.com. Always posting some some brilliant articles and videos too. I highly recommend Ryan's YouTube channel. It's a good good watch. He's he's really up the ante on some of his uh, production value too. He goes different angles every now and then. You just you never know where it's going. <laughs> it's because I don't know what I'm doing. It's uh... <laughs> oh mate, it's gold. All right, quiz question. Damien Meyer has 28 wins in his career. Which method has he won most of his fights using? Has it been by decision? Has it been by KO or TKO? Any kind of choke, be that rear naked or guillotine, or by triangle? I'll let you go first, Jonas, mate. Oh, I think you've muted, muted yeah, yourself. Yeah, sorry, well, sorry. So, so I'm just going to go by the assumption because you singled out triangle, it's going to have to be triangle. <laughs> so I'm going to say triangle because you were so specific about that. All right. Well done, mate. And what, what are you going with, Ryan? I was, I was going to go for the same, actually. I thought it was odd that you included triangle on its own. <laughs> so, uh... Well, so I, I, have, I have well and truly fooled both of you because oh, that man. was... That was the least popular option, I would say. So he's won, he's won by decision 11 times. He's won by KO or TKO four times. He's won by rear naked choke or guillotine 10 times. Uh, and he's won by triangle twice. So... Um, Remember he got Chael Sonnen in the triangle, didn't he? Yeah, Chael was one of them. Uh, and he got someone in an inverted triangle or something, but... Um, yeah, decision was the correct uh, response there, I guess. But he still has had 12, 12 submissions all up. So he's fighting Bilal Muhammad this weekend, which I think is a, a very interesting fight and um, one that will be, yeah, a good watch. Gentlemen, terrific stuff. Uh, we will be back on this channel on, on Sunday night with all of our Euros coverage. So every night we're going to have a have a live stream just about every night from Monday to Friday or Sunday to Thursday, I guess, um, for European watchers. So we'll be previewing the upcoming day's play, which will be good fun. So hang around. It should be a very busy month on the channel. But thanks for listening, everyone. Do a quick rate and review of the pod if you can, please, and subscribe to us wherever you're watching or listening. And if you're looking to implement some of the strategies we talked about today, particularly the value betting ones, start a free week trial of TradeMate Sports. Gentlemen, it was good fun catching up. It's been a couple of weeks or, or months since we've done one of these, and we'll have to uh, get you back. I think the next pay-per-view is, I think it's the Conor McGregor one, isn't it? I think so. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting stuff. Another rematch. How, how good are the UFC going? Just just rematch, rematch, rematch. That's all right. We'll, uh, we'll catch you guys later. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> See you later, guys. <laughs> See ya.